Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for April 22nd, 2019. The title of today's message is The Importance of the Cross. The Importance of the Cross. Before I get into the word, let me just say that uh, I really enjoyed my break, my vacation. I I trust that that you enjoyed uh, Easter as well. Yesterday was Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday. And before I move on from the topic of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, I have a few final thoughts kind of to deal with in this vein, which is why I'm dealing with the importance of the cross today. So let's get into the word for this morning. Jesus died on the cross to set us free from sin and death. And I I believe that prior to my break, I kind of made that clear from scripture that Jesus died to get us out of everything Adam got us into. And because of Adam, sin and death were introduced into the world. And Jesus died to get us out of sin and to get us out of death, right? Got it. But Jesus also set us free from the demands of the law of Moses, which is what I'm going to deal with on today. I've taught on the law of Moses before, or the Ten Commandments. Let's just make it plain, right? So the Ten Commandments. And so you have to understand the law or or the the weight of the law uh, or the Ten Commandments to truly appreciate God's grace and now what we have under this new covenant. There's a new covenant that the Father ratified with Jesus's own blood. So instead of being slaves or servants, of God because of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and this new covenant, we are now sons and daughters of the most high God. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, we are not a slave. We are not a servant. We are sons. And instead of living with an external set of rules that are written on tablets of stone, you and I now as born again believers under the new covenant, we get to live as not just children of God, not just heirs and joint heirs with Jesus, but we get to live being led of the Holy Spirit as carriers of God. We are God carriers. We are taking God with us on the inside of us into every meeting, every conversation, all the activity that we engage in on a daily basis. So now we are led of the Holy Spirit from the inside. And so now we don't need external rules written on tablets of stone. Now we are led of the Holy Spirit on the inside and he actually writes upon our heart. And the Holy Spirit is giving us instructions from the inside. So we're not living from the outside. We're living from the inside because of what Jesus did on the cross. Now, I'm saying this because many Christians today, born again believers, new covenant Christians, are still trying to fulfill the law of Moses. The truth is that we can't fulfill it. It's not that the law is wrong. It's not that there's anything wrong with the Ten Commandments. The only issue with the Ten Commandments or the law is that it's too right, is that no mere human could ever fulfill it, which is why Jesus came to fulfill it for us. So when we try to fulfill the law that Jesus already set us free from, then we are actually dishonoring Jesus. We are dishonoring his finished work on Calvary's cross. We are failing to accept and embrace the grace of God, which is what I'll deal with on today. So what does this mean to you today? You're like, man, Rick, what are you talking about? The Ten Commandments and the law? Okay, I'm going to make it plain now. I'm going to give you several scripture references. And as I read these scriptures, I want you to open up your heart and just receive what God is saying. So I have four things to share with you on this Monday morning. This is post-resurrection. Yesterday, we celebrated the resurrection of Jesus. Now we need to get a better understanding of what that means to us. 
so that we can apply this and we can live free from sin, free from the fear of death and be the men and women that God has called us to be. You ready? Four things. Number one, no one could ever be made right by attempting to keep the law. No one. Now, I didn't make this up. This is what the Bible says. I'm going to read for you Galatians chapter three, verses eight through 12. Now, listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, what's more, the scriptures look forward to this time when God would declare the Gentiles to be right with God because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham a long time ago when he said, all nations will be blessed through you. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. But those who depend on the law to make them right, they are under his curse. For the scriptures say, cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey all the commands that are written in God's book of the law. So it is clear, the Bible says, that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. This, this way of faith is very different from the way of the law, which says it is through obeying the law that a person has life. That's, that's Galatians chapter three, verses eight through 12. So he was like saying, listen, there, there are two ways here. Paul was explaining this to the believers in Galatia. There are two ways. There's the law and then there's grace. And he was like, if you try to fulfill the law, matter of fact, if you take a portion of the law, James said, you got to try to do the whole thing. And so if you're trying to fulfill like one of the commandments, then basically you have to fulfill them all. And if you're going to tr try to fulfill the commandments, then you're under the curse of the commandments. You're under the curse. That's why Paul called the Ten Commandments the ministry of death. You're under the curse of it because you can't do it. The Bible is very clear that no mere human can be made right by attempting to keep the law. That's what the, the Bible says, not me. So in other words, no human can be made right by their performance. It's not religion is about your performance. When, you, when you're born again, you no longer really have a religion. You have a relationship with the Father. You've been forgiven. So we can only be, be made right by faith, not by performance, but by believing God. We have to believe in Jesus's finished work. Our faith accesses God's grace and we're saved. It's not based on works because Galatians 2, 8, 9 says, that if it were based on works, then we would have something to boast about. Then we would say, I'm right, and I'm right, and you're wrong. And, and that's not the gospel. The gospel is not, I'm right, and you're wrong. The gospel is, we're all wrong. And the only person who was right is Jesus, and Jesus saved us, and I'm only right because of what he did. I'm righteous now, not because of what I do, but because of what Jesus did. And that's it. I would never be right based on my performance. I'm only right because of what Jesus did. Number two, the purpose of the law was not to make you right, but rather to show you how wrong you are. Paul said, no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. That's Romans chapter three, verse 20, New Living Translation. The Bible says the law only shows you, the, the law simply shows us how sinful we are. That was the purpose of the law. Was to, was to show you that the law can't make you right. The law just proves to you that you're wrong. So the purpose of the law was to prove to you that you're wrong and that you need a savior. And that savior came and his name is Jesus. <laughs> Number three, when the law was given, people became more conscious of sin. Now, prior to the law, people didn't know that they were sinning because there were no rules. Remember, rules can't make you right. Rules can only show you when you're wrong, right? So 
when people didn't have any rules, they didn't know that they were wrong. I mean, they were convicted on the inside, but they didn't really have anything that they could point to. But once the law was given, then now they were conscious of sin. See, the law was holy and perfect because it came from God. And so people can't keep the law, not because there's something wrong with the law, but there's something wrong with us. So the law is perfect and we're not perfect. The law is holy and we're not holy. So Paul explained God's law was given. This is Romans 5 and 20. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sin more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So the law was given so that people could see how sinful they were and that they needed a savior and that they need Jesus. Number four, and finally, Jesus freed you from the bondage of the law. Look at me. You're like, man, this whole, there's a lot that you're covering, Rick, this morning, and this is not what I expected the day after Easter and all of this stuff. Listen, the point of all of this is to prove to you that you're free, that you are free because of what Jesus did. Jesus freed you from the bondage of the law. Let me read to you Romans 6 and 14. Romans 6 and 14 says, sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Isn't that good news? You are no longer under the requirements of the law. You are living under the freedom of God's grace. Now, God doesn't require you to live every second of every day attempting to comply with an external set of rules that no human can fulfill in the first place. No, God wants you to accept the finished work of Jesus on the cross. And then he enables us. He expects us to be led of the Holy Spirit. When we're led of the Holy Spirit, we get to tap into God's grace. When we're led of the Holy Spirit, we get to live as Jesus is in this world. This is the only way that we are going to make kingdom impact. This is the only way that the kingdoms of this world are going to become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. This is the only way. It's not based on our performance because we could never be good enough. It's based on Jesus's performance. It's not based on us. It's based on him. Under the old covenant, the spotlight was on man and it was about man working for God. And it was to prove to man that you're not good enough. Under the new covenant, the spotlight is not on man anymore. The spotlight is on God. It's not about man working for God. It's about what God is already done for us. It's about Jesus's finished work. It's about the fact that God already did it. He's not, people said, won't he do it? No, it's not that he's going to do it. He already did it. Jesus died. Jesus rose. And now everything that that God wants us to do, he already planned for it from the foundations of the world. He already stored up everything that you would ever need to become the man, the woman that you were born and destined to be. Now, as you're led of the Holy Spirit, you can be used of God to change the world, but you can't do it. If you're going to live your life focused on your performance, and you can't do it. If you're going to live your life focused on me trying to do right and me trying to do all these things and me trying to perform or, or, or earn things by self-effort, you can, you're not good enough today. You will never be good enough and you need to get over it. Jesus was good enough for you. Open up your heart. Think about the importance of the cross. You have been made free because of Jesus. And now you're empowered by the Holy Spirit to be the man, the woman that you were born and destined, and designed, and God desires for you to be. Now live as that person, not tied and entangled with sin. You're not free to sin. You're free from sin, and you're empowered by God now to be who it is that you were born to be for such a time as this. As a closing note, let me just say this, that while I've taught on this before, this seems to be something that people have a problem with fully embracing the grace of God. So I gave you several scripture references today. If you want to look at these scriptures, go to todaysword.org and, and look at you know the written format. 
or if you get today's word, look in your email, it's there. Look at those scriptures. I, I urge you to go back and read those passages. I want you to read it for yourself. I want you to get this down in your heart so that you can embrace what Jesus did on the cross for you so that you can live free and so that you can be empowered to, to leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice now and declare this over your life. Say this, say, Father, I thank you for your overwhelming goodness towards me. You gave the Israelites a perfect law. It is so perfect that no human could ever fulfill it. The only human who fulfilled the law of Moses was the only perfect human to ever live. His name is Jesus. I could not fulfill the law of Moses. So Jesus fulfilled it for me. Jesus knew I could not be perfect. So he was perfect for me. Jesus knew I could never be righteous. So he was righteous for me. Jesus fulfilled the requirement of the law and his accomplishment, his fulfillment, his perfection, and his righteousness were all transferred to me when I put on Christ by accepting Jesus as Lord. I accept and embrace Jesus. And along with Jesus, I also embrace the finished work that he accomplished on Calvary's cross. I enter into this day free from the power of sin, delivered from the fear of death, filled with your Holy Spirit, and ready to change the world. Not because I'm so good, but because you are. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. There's a subscribe button there. Listen, head into this day, fully embrace what Jesus did for you. Yesterday was Easter Sunday. Today, you should walk free from sin, free from the fear of death, and free to be the man, the woman that you were called to be. Do me a favor. Before you leave the screen, please share this message on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. I love you, and God loves you. Think about what he did for you today as you enter into this day. Have an amazing day. God bless you.